Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. The lines are wide open. If you'd like to join us, if you'd like to talk about a car problem, if I can settle a discussion uh, between you and your wife, <laughs> I can help you with that. Those are the kinds of things that I'm happy to help you with, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You're always welcome to give us a call, and the lines are wide open right now, so it's kind of easy right now, and that's the whole idea is make it easy, and Gil will be answering your phone, and we'll be going on from there. It's Intermittent problems are really tough to determine. Intermittent problems are really tough to try to figure out, especially when they're only will happen on Wednesday afternoon and only when it's hot and only when I'm driving past the Safeway store on University. Those are the tough ones. But just understand that if you work with the shop and and answer their questions and check for this and check for that and listen for this and listen for that, it'll save you a lot of diagnostic money. It's not like diagnostic manipulates your bill. It's a lot of times the diagnostic is huge and the repair is small. It could be the other way around. The diagnostic charge is nothing and you need a $400 part. Those are the kinds of, and we don't have any control over that. I also want to tell you about parts pricing. The parts pricing is sometimes it's 25 or 30 percent higher than we pay for it. 25, I'll do this, 25 to 40. It's, it's somewhere in there. It has to do with the risk associated with a warranty. If it was four hours worth of labor, and let's just pretend it's $100 an hour, which nobody is, but it makes the math easier for me to <laughs> for to deal with. So we got four hours at $100. We have $400 to put it in. We're going to mark the, the uh, part up just a little bit more because we know that the risk is now big. On the other hand, if it's going to take us 30 minutes to replace the part, the shop may not do that. So it really has to do with the risk and the reward with respect to how we're going to take care of that. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And we've got a caller. Who might that be, Gil? Say hello to Chad. Chad, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I have a uh, 2012 Dodge Ram 1500, and the airbag light... I've had an issue with the airbag light for over a year now where it'll come on and then it'll go off and then it'll come on and it'll go off. And it's been off now for months and it's just started coming on again. Okay. Anybody done any work to it? Nope. Okay. How many miles are on it? Uh, 71,000. Okay. Well, when the airbag light's on, it's telling you that you're not going to have an airbag deployment, okay? So that's when it's on. It's the system is down. I want you to manhandle the steering wheel. Does it ever go off and then come back on, or is it on 24-7? Um, what, what, when you say manhandle the steering wheel, you mean, what, what are you saying? I want you to push and pull on the steering wheel. I want you to hit it with your fist. 
I want you to, when you turn right, I want you to go right and maybe hit the stop and come back. I want you to roughhouse the steering wheel and the steering column because there's a clock spring underneath the steering wheel. And you can imagine that one wire has to be stationary, but the other end of this other wire has to move all the way with the steering wheel. So that's called a clock spring. And it's just literally a wire harness that has a big round spring-looking thing on it. And one end is tied to the steering wheel, and the other end is tied to the stationary part of the steering column. So when you turn the steering wheel left and right, then we don't lose contact to the cruise control, the horn, um, the airbag, and whatever, speed control, whatever's on the steering wheel. So that's well, I'll, most I'll of the buy that. I, I have I have noticed, I think, that it's come on after hitting a bump on the road. Hmm. That's not one of the I mean, symptoms I, for the clock spring. I, 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 I may be wrong, but um, I'll try the uh, I'll try this. Okay, so if I if I wiggle the steering wheel or pull on the steering wheel and it actually uh, makes it go on or go off, what what's that? That's telling us that it's the clock spring. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you you you're driving down the road and you take you put your hands at uh, you know at. Uh, let's see, 11 o'clock and 1 o'clock, and you pull the top and you push the top, and then you put your hands at the bottom and you push the bottom, you push the top. And when you turn a corner into Safeway, you turn the steering wheel kind of abruptly left until it hits the stop, and then abruptly right and hits the stop. And when you leave Safeway, you, you drive through the parking lot when there's nobody there, you just stop and you just push it all the way to the, turn the steering wheel all the way to the right and, and make a couple of circles and go left and make a couple. But But we have to have the light coming on and going off during that period of time we, we have to have that will make the light come on or that will make the light go off so if you come into the shop and you say every time i do two fast circles in the parking lot with the steering wheel all the way to the right the light comes on then if i drive down the road and kind of shake the steering wheel the light goes off well we're done this is the clock spring. How many controls are on the steering wheel? Do you have horn, cruise control? Yeah, it's got one of those little pads that it, it has the it has the display on the dash where you can you can change through the you know and see the tire pressure and the fuel and okay um, whatnot. And there's there's um, the cruise control is on there, and then on the back side of the steering wheel you have the buttons for the radio volume and station control yeah so all of that has at least almost all of those things have at least two wires to them so um usually i ask you the mileage and usually we do clock springs north of 150 you're half that much does your wife drive this thing a lot no i'm never. just teasing you i'm just teasing you i'm just teasing you but that it's it would be highly unusual for us to have something to do with the airbag going on and going off, but it might be the airbag itself. But as far as the control module for the airbag or the black box that fires the airbag um, and the power and the ground to the airbag, typically the ground is going to be shared by all those switches. So you'd say, well, when the light comes on, I lose my cruise control. Whew, I like that. You've just saved yourself a lot of money. So that's kind of what it's all about is just do your best to find out what makes it go off and what makes it go on. And if it's related to the steering wheel, 
then my guess would probably be right. It's the clock spring underneath the steering wheel. Now, if you install that clock spring and you do it wrong, we had a lady not too long ago in the Midwest. I worked this case for the lawyer. Uh, the uh, dealership, and I won't tell you what brand it is, they put a clock spring in, but the young man didn't understand how to clock the clock spring. So she left there. She pulled into a hospital um, parking lot where she worked. And as she turned the steering wheel all the way to the right to back into her spot, the airbag blew and her head was turned sideways and just really hurt her bad. And so it took a while for the dealership to raise their hand and say, yeah, we didn't follow the process. But there's no other reason. And she went to the lock position, which is the steering wheel, all the way to one side, and it won't go any further, and then goes all the way to the other side and won't go any further. There's no question they didn't put the airbag in. They didn't clock the air spring. They didn't clock the clock spring perfectly. That's why the airbag deployed, and her head was turned. And It's okay if we hit you in the face with it, but when your head's left or right, it's really not. Des- your neck isn't designed for that. So that's how it happens. Okay? Well, I'm not. I'm not going to put it in myself. So I appreciate the uh, the information, and I'll try it out. Thank you. you. You'll save yourself a lot of money if you can give them how to turn it on and how to turn it off. You'll save fifty percent or more of the diagnostic fees associated with that. Anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Automotive Dynamics has been around for a very long time. Nineteen eighty two. I've known Chuck since nineteen sixty eight. He's a good guy. His staff at Automotive Dynamics are not paid a commission or a percentage of your repair bill. Therefore, they won't sell you unnecessary parts or labor. That just means they're paid hourly, and that's okay. Some of us pay hourly. Some of us do a commission. Some of us do a variety of that. Nevertheless, they've decided that works best for them. And then Derek, Chuck's son, actually runs Auto Dynamics north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, north side of Grand, west of 99th Avenue. One other good shop in the valley is Blackwell Auto. He's at 40th and Greenway. I've known Tom for I don't know how many years. People that know both of us say that they're twin brothers of different mothers. And I think we are. We're both pretty principled. We're both very good as auto technicians. I'm a master. I've been a master for a long time. So is he. And a master is kind of like having a Ph.D. in auto repair. There's lots of other kind of certifications you can get but when you pass the master test, then you've passed all eight automotive tests, and very few people can do that. So master technicians. Now, the the car makers can have a master technician, but he's a master technician of Dodge or Chevy or Ford or Honda, Toyota. But master technicians like me and Blackwell, we've got all of those covered. So that's the difference. Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street. And uh, Greenway, and he's a good guy. And if you have an old hot rod, you're going to want to stop by and look at some of the stuff he builds and stuff because he just did a GTO for an older gentleman, and they found an old GTO. The older gentleman had some medical issues. His kids brought the GTO in, and they told him it needed the eagle on the hood, and it needed to do like this and do like And Tom did it. He did everything. He took this big piece of crap GTO all rusted and everything and he made it look brand new and it was pretty exciting so he actually has a a short video of the presentation of that car and it's kind of nifty they show before and after and that's kind of nifty okay 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 if you lose if you have a car question Monday through Friday then what you do is you send an email to mark 
at MarkSalem.com. Mark with a K at MarkSalem, like the cigarette, dot com. And then you're going to start off with car question in the subject line. That helps me identify all my car questions first so I can answer those guys those first. If you're going to do that, leave me a phone number because I might call you back on my block cell phone and I'm going to ask you questions. Like a lady recently, she took her car in, they gave her a power steering noise she didn't have. I wanted to know what they replaced and she said the pump. So what they did is they've got a problem with the pump. It's sucking air, and it's aerating the power steering fluid, which creates the whine. And the only thing they did was disconnect the high-pressure hose, disconnect the slow-pressure hose, and pull the pump off, and, or the yeah power steering pump, and put a new one in. So that's kind of what happened. 602-508-0960. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. 
Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. We've got a bank full of, of callers, and I'm going to get to those just real quick. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate knows more about diesels than just about anybody I know. Chevy, Dodge, and Ford. He's really, really good, but he's not going to diagnose your car over the phone because he needs to look at it, drive it, see the smoke, plug in a scanner, look to see what's going on. What's is This guy says... Eight and the the soldier's supposed to do eight, but it's zero. So that means the signal's being sent, but nothing's happening. So strictly diesel service and repair. If you have a diesel nobody else can fix, I'd call Nate at Strictly Diesel. Rhoda, you're up first. How can I help you? Hey there. Um, well, I kind of have two stories in one. Um, so I'm going to talk really fast and kind of skip over the first one and go to the second one. Okay, because <laughs> it good. makes me go to the Makes me go to the second one. Okay, so I have my front brakes and uh, rotors replaced. And then a day and a half later, I notice this weird sound. And I'm like, okay, I can't drive too far because I'm scared, right, to go to the place that uh, did it. So I go to a, a local place where I, near where I live. And so they take off um, the right front and they see that the bolt for the caliper was not done. And then, okay. so nobody has the bolt. Nobody has the bolt. So I have to wait and wait and wait for them to find a bolt. So then they do the bolt, and um, the bolt itself costs maybe $11, but the whole process, they charge me 120 and change. Okay. And I'm like, whatever, i got to have my car. So then I notice later that, um, I knew that I needed an oil change because my light comes on and tells me that I need an oil change every time I turn on my car. And so I, I noticed that after that, that that light wasn't coming on. I'm like, what in the heck? So I press my button a couple of times on the dash there, and it'll go back to how much oil is left. You know, like, are you at 10% or are you 20 So it's at 100%. I didn't tell them to change my oil. Okay, I, 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 I don't have, I mean, those are questions you need to ask them. No, I know, but I just, isn't that interesting that they would, and how can I go back to them? They didn't charge me for an oil change. I mean, as far as the paperwork is concerned, but okay. I just thought it was an interesting situation. Well, <laughs> I, it's, let's put the hat on me. Um, I would say to you, I don't have any idea why they would do that. I don't understand. I know why how that would happen or why would that do that or anything like that at all and 
and then I would say to you, you know what, um, at your next oil change, I'll do your oil change for free. Or if you're going to go to 100%, go to 50 and come on in and I'll do a you know, 35 45 55 dollar oil change if I was the one yeah. or my shop was the one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any answer to you as far as no, it, one yeah. and one doesn't I'm not equal really two look- because it's a problem is is I took it in for an oil change and then my spare tires flat in the trunk. They're really unrelated, right. but I can't answer the yeah. question. Yeah. Okay. No, I just was more making a comment. Okay, thank okay. you. Oh, you bet, Rhoda. Steve, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Uh, yeah, I own a two, 2007 Hyundai Santa Fe with a 3.3 liter engine. And uh, it left my wife stranded a couple weeks ago, and it turned out I did a diagnostic on it, and the fuel pump went bad. So I replaced the fuel pump with an aftermarket fuel pump. And uh, it seemed to be, everything seemed to be working great. And then my wife went to fill the vehicle uh, within a week or two after I replaced the fuel pump. And she uh, texted me immediately saying that there was gas gushing out of the uh, gasoline filler port, which struck me odd. I've, I've experienced that in the past, and it has to do with the evaporator system. Uh, and people generally associated with, with overfilling the, the system and the gas leaks into the evaporator um, and, and causes back pressure. But Okay, you're, I don't agree with anything you said so far with respect to the it, it's the evaporative system instead of the evaporator. But anyway, go ahead and, and let's finish the story. So what happened? Well, that is the story. And I went ahead and tried to fill the vehicle as well. And uh, it'll take maybe a quarter of a gallon of gas at a time. And then it, it appears that there's back pressure now in the system, which causes the fuel pump. You know, they're set up so that if there's back pressure, it snaps the filler pump lever off so you don't spill gasoline at the gas station. And so... Okay, who I just, did the fuel pump and where is it located at? Uh, I did the fuel pump myself, and the fuel pump is located behind the driver's seat. You have to remove the rear seat, and okay. uh, there's, an, there's an access panel there. Okay. Um, most of the time when we spit back through the filler, it has nothing to do with the fuel pump or the installation of the fuel pump unless you drop the tank. And if you drop the tank, then we have a vent line, and the vent line is almost always messed up. And when it's vent line's messed up or it's kinked, then that causes it this back pressure to come. But you're saying it's underneath the rear seat, so you didn't drop the tank. So I And it's not, not going to be the fuel pump because the fuel pump's going to release pressure once the fuel pressure regulator tells it, I got enough. So it's right. not likely that it has to do with that. So I don't know um, what happened. Somebody's going to have to go in there and kind of dig around and, and feel like what's going on. Unless, of course, you can go in and instead of running the nozzle wide open, I'm not suggesting your wife did that, and you find out that on, on three different level, levelers, uh, three different indentation on the lever, if I go wide open throttle, it spits back at me. But if I do the middle one, it doesn't, and the low one, it doesn't. I don't know if I'd spend a whole lot of time chasing that down. I'd just say change your habits. But yeah, I've already done it, and even at the lowest level of input of fuel into the system, you can hear it starting to gurgle after you get up to about a quarter gallon of gas putting into the system. And then it, even at the lowest input level at the gas pump, it spits it out. And it might just be a coincidence. And it seems to be what you're saying is perhaps it is if I didn't drop the tank. Uh, it may just be a coincidence. I well, he, here's the deal. We have to vent the tank. And if we're not venting the tank, then we're stuffing the tank until it's full. And then as we continue to fill it, then the air inside the tank that's now being compressed has to be released out the filler neck. 
Right. So that's that's the real issue is, is where's the vent that's not working? Where is it? Now, okay. when you pull the fuel pump off, what was on top of the fuel sending unit? Was how many lines and how many electrical connections were there? Uh, there were two connectors and there were two, three lines. Okay. Well, you're going to have pressure in and pressure out and you might have a vent line. So the question is, is did you get the right fuel pump and it looked exactly like the other one? And then you've got the other issue is, is maybe you crimped that one, one of those three lines when you put it back in. Maybe somehow or another it's, it's you know, kinked or something like that. So maybe pull the seat off, get your flashlight and your mirror out and see if you can figure out, you know, where it might be. But it just seems like if this is a coin, it's not a coincidence. Once you find the problem, you'll know it's not a coincidence, but otherwise you have to find the problem and then you can decide whether it's a coincidence or not. But I just, it's a vent system problem. Um, as long as you used a different nozzle every time you filled it up. So anyway, good luck to you, Steve. Kent, Ken and Tony, you stay right there. I don't have enough time to get you on this break, but at, in 45 seconds i got to get the heck out of here, but not forever. And then Gil's going to play three minutes of, of commercials, and then I'm going to go back to you. So Kent and Tony, you stay right there. Anybody else? The lines are open. Other than that, we have three lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and I'll be happy to help you. We talk about symptoms, year, make, and model, mileage of the car, and then the symptoms. We talk about, you know, just like Steve said, it's when as I fill it up, it, it spits fuel back at me. That's kind of what we mean. And then we can talk about the options that uh, that we could see. I think it's just a coincidence that we just did the fuel pump, and now we have that problem. So that's why I think one of the vent lines might have been kinked. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. ADAP presents Terrifying Jobs. High flying lineman, take three. Today we're talking with Josh Kuhn, an SRP lineman. His job is to be dropped onto electrical transmission towers via helicopter and do maintenance. Josh, this is an absolutely terrifying job. Why do you do it? It's a very demanding job, but very rewarding. How much energy are you actually working with up there? Uh, 500,000 volts of electricity. It's definitely not my line of work. Does anything shock you? Yeah. Distracted drivers, terrifying. This message is brought to you by ADOT, the ABA, and this station. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. 
My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like nowhere was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Every day, we go about our lives driven by routine. Our vision clouded by the very normalcy we take for granted. Countless victims of human trafficking walk among us, invisible. It's time to open our eyes. The Blue Campaign provides a unified voice for those who combat human trafficking, whether it's forced labor, domestic servitude, or the sex trade. Learn what you can do to help by visiting dhs.gov slash blue campaign. Welcome, welcome back, everybody. There's some guys that have my cell phone, and they text me during the show. And sometimes... They're just, they're just sick. They're just sick, and most of them are engineers, and most of them want to second guess everything. Every once in a while, there's a guy that's not an engineer, but there's a lot of them. And engineers are just a different kind of breed. And those of you ladies that are married to engineers understand exactly what I'm talking about. And let's go to Ken. Ken, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Uh. I got a 2003 Mitsubishi Montero Sport 3.5. Uh, about six to eight months ago, it started, my RPM start fluctuating. And sometimes it'll, if I'm driving, I stop at a stoplight. Sometimes it'll stall out. It starts right back up. Okay. I just want, want, just wonder what that could be. Well, on a fuel-injected engine, we control the idle with an idle air control motor. And so we, this idle air, I want you to picture the, the nose on this idle air control motor, just for, you know, for de- demonstration purposes, is the size of a dime. And it's a cone. And it fits into a hole perfectly. So when the computer wants to idle the car, it just barely opens that thing up. And then if he sees wide open throttle, then it may or may not move it. But basically, the idle air control motor is just that. It's an air control that controls your idle. If you have a vacuum leak like an EGR that's sticking open, well, now forget that. That's not a good example. If you have a vacuum leak, uh, something that will introduce additional air to the engine... 
um, that can cause the problem as well. Again, all we're doing is is we're using air to raise and lower it. So if you have an uncontrolled idle, and it could be that the idle air control motor is dirty, it could be that the orifice is dirty, and the whole the whole area where the where the motor opens and closes into the seated area is real filthy. How many miles are on that Mitsubishi? Uh, hundred twenty six. Okay, not that many for an O three. Um, do you have? Can you duplicate this? Do you know how to make it happen, or is it really intermittent? Uh, it does it every day. Uh, like right now, I got it running. It's idling all right now. But okay. If I, it fluctuates a little bit, but not like it usually does. Okay. Well, if you oh, see, you got to take the idle air control motor out in order to clean up that cone and clean up the orifice and clean up the, the right. air passageway. And I'm scared to tell you how to do that because there's so many things that can go wrong. And sometimes the idle air control motor, after you take it out and clean it up and put it back in, you have to tell the computer where zero and wide open throttle is. So you have to have a, a mechanical device that's going to tell it open and close and then tell the computer and so forth. Sometimes yeah. there's just a reset on it. Um, you know, if you wanted to take a can of carb spray and uh, and throttle body clean and just kind of really wet everything down, try to stay away from the throttle position sensor, and just kind of clean the throat and clean around it and stuff, that may make a difference. You have a one in five chance of that making it better or worse, but either one is good. That means we're in the yeah. right area. But another thing, too, is is the air conditioning controls. Let's make sure it's not that that's causing it to idle up and idle down because it thinks that the AC compressor just came on or the, the AC compressor is low on Freon and it's cycling on and off, on and off. And if it does that, it the does, idle is going to do the same. Yeah, well, it does it with the AC on or off. Okay, all right. Well, that's the best I can do. Idle air control motor. Now you could go to the auto parts store and have them set out. Let me see an idle air control motor. Then you look at it and you go, okay, there's two wires. There's a blue one and a yellow one. <laughs> and I see it, and I'm going to need an inch and a quarter you know, wrench to put on it. Okay, well, thank you very much. And then go take it apart yourself. Disconnect the negative cable before you do that, Ken. All righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. And now I'm getting all kinds of messages um, <laughs> from the engineers who are calling me really bad names, but that's okay. I, I say to an engineer, oh, do you work for Union Pacific? <laughs> that really makes them mad, So, but it's it's worth it. The engineers, you might have an electrical engineering degree, but you're an expert on everything. Just everything you can do, you can do OBGYN. <laughs> you can do you can do aeronautic stuff. You can do um, fuel delivery. You can do everything imaginable. And of course, I'm just teasing. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around a long time since the 70s. Brian and Thelma come from two families, the Vivian family and the Thompson family, that have been selling gas and working gas stations since the mid 60s in Mesa. These two young men and women have been around the block, and they've been at this environment for a very, very long time. So they're the only place in Mesa that I can send you to. There's been others that have applied, but for whatever reason, they've just not been accepted. 
And here's why sometimes. Maybe they haven't been in business long enough or they need some insurance. Nevertheless, on, Thompson's is on Main Street just east of Stapley at a good place that you should try. If you're in Mesa, um, I'm quite sure you'll be really happy. We'll be back. Mark Levin looks at a mountain of fraud. There's fraud everywhere, everywhere they're looking. Whether it's Las Vegas or Atlanta, whether it's Detroit or Philadelphia, they're finding lots and lots of fraud. The extent of it becomes very difficult for 15 or 20 lawyers in a metropolitan area to determine, particularly when the Democrat machines are blocking them and when they're up against liberal judges. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Wouldn't it be great if everything came with more? Like if your new computer came with unlimited tech support. When you choose a Medicare plan from United Healthcare, you get more. Like plans that have dental and vision coverage plus hearing coverage. Call United Healthcare at 1-800-364-1360 to get Medicare with more. Remember, Medicare annual enrollment ends December 7th. Benefits and availability may vary by plan and location. More plans based on a year-over-year comparison of United Healthcare plans. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. They just told us right away that we're going to house you, we're going to feed you, and every single one of his medical bills is just all taken care of. They've saved my family from financial ruin. It allowed me and my wife both to focus on the most important thing, which was the health and well-being of our son. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. And that's what makes St. Jude so magical. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Doctors send us the toughest cases to be treated at St. Jude, and our patients come from all over the world. When we come here, they told me, don't worry, everything's been taken care of. We could never repay St. Jude for what they've given us. Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because Because of of you. you. There is St. Jude. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of uh, 11 o'clock. And we've got two callers, but let me tell you real quick about automatic transmission exchange. Been around since 1968. Phil is an automatic transmission diagnostician expert. He's a build expert. And if you want it to shift a little harder, sometimes he can point you in the right directions for that. A little bit firmer shifts. 40th Street in Washington, worth the drive. The only transmission shop I can send you to, automatic transmission exchange. I had a couple calls from the engineers, and they're teasing me, but here's my defense. First of all, they're saying, well, you work on Hondas and Toyotas and Chevrolets and Ford and Dodges, and so you're an automobile master technician. That's true. They're all internal combustion engines. I'm not saying to everybody that I'm a professional on a locomotive, a jet airliner, <laughs> or an ocean-going vessel, <laughs> and that's that's my complaint with engineers is they just... Their expertise extends into a lot of things. If they're an electrical engineer, they can still work on uh, ocean liners. Anyway, Jeff, Jim, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes, Mark, I have a a two-part question. Um, It's an Internet problem. I have a 2007 Acura MDX. What happens when it's warm, it'll do a a crank but no start. And also, when you take your hand off the key the car will continue to crank. Okay. So that's a problem. Okay. Um, the car cranking but not catching is sparker fuel, and somebody has to just figure out what it is. Normally we put a gauge on it, a pressure gauge on it, and we just start it and drive it and start it and drive it, and sooner or later the fuel's, when you turn the key on, the fuel's going to stay at zero instead of being 40 pounds, and then you jiggle the key and you honk the horn twice and you pray to God, and then finally it pops up and now it starts. But the opposite can be the same. It's, the fuel pressure's fine, then you check for spark and you don't have any, so it's a crankshaft sensor, an ignition module, something like that. So somebody has to answer the question, when it doesn't start and it cranks over but doesn't catch, is it spark or fuel? It's going to be one of those two. What about uh, when you crank it, when you take your hand off the key, it still cranks? Well, that, that's going to be something else. That's probably going to, How many miles are on the MDX? Uh, 163. Okay. Okay. Um, I think uh, one of the things, I don't know if you're handy, I'd take the starter out and just really um, fill the inside of the mouth of the starter where the gear is with a whole bunch of WD-40 and uh, okay. just kind of cleaned up the, the area where the drive goes in and out of the shaft. Now, what do you do to get it to stop cranking when it when you got the key in your hand and it's the engine's cranking over? What do you do? Uh, eventually, it does start. Okay. So, so I could just turn the key. I'll just turn it back off. Okay. So you're cranking it over, and it doesn't start, and so you let go of the key, but it continues to crank. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So Okay, I understand. Um, the only thing that can cause that is a dirty starter or a bad starter solenoid. Those are the only two that can start it. Now, if you're going to buy a solenoid, I don't want you to buy a solenoid. I want you to buy a starter package, a starter and a solenoid. 
That way okay. they'll have to warranty it um, if it goes bad. And I, I'm 75% sure those are that's your only option. There's a lot of other things it could be, but you're missing symptoms for the other ones. Yes. But the fact that you're cranking it over and getting it hot, then you let go of the key and it continues to crank. But if you let go of the key and it continues to crank and then you turn the key off completely, it dies, right? Yes. Okay. Well, see, at that point, we take the power away from the solenoid, and the solenoid's going to just release it. So I think it's a starter solenoid problem. Is that what I think? Okay? Okay. Thank you. You at Don, what can I do for you today? Well, I remember a couple weeks ago that I called you about airbags in the front of the mobile home. Uh-huh. So I went to put air in, and it's going, shh, I'm going, oh, we have an issue. So what is my best thing about, uh, on both sides, they're just never been redone. And I'm going, how much is this going to cost for airbags? But you have to drop the springs, correct? Yeah, they go inside the spring, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it a straight axle front end or independent? No. No, it's independent. It's a P30, like okay. a French truck. Oh, come on, Don. Man <laughs> up. My God. On a 1 to 10 scale, this is what? A 4? So just go buy two airbags, drop it down, get a spring. You'll probably need a spring drop compressor. Drop it by the ball joint or drop it off the frame? No, you're gonna. I, I would drop it off the ball joint. Isn't it yeah. on a spring between the upper and lower control arms? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just dropped the lower ball joint on it. And and you're going to have to contain the spring before you do that because you get the ball joint halfway off and all of a sudden it's going to come off and the spring's going to hit yeah. you in the head and then your wife's mm-hmm. going to sue me because you you you're she's going to say your head's empty. Well. <laughs> you don't want to touch that, do you? But yeah, no, with dementia it's, it's... <laughs> Don's a tow truck driver, and he services us along with everybody else. So uh, I know him. I know his voice, and and, uh, and he calls in every once in a while. But it's good that you're not drinking today, Don. It's a pleasure to hear you when you're sober. Right, but well, anyway, I still got some of that moon hooch that my 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 niece gave me from Alabama. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> All righty, big dog. I'll talk to you later. It's uh, car repair is we're as good as the person in front of us. I feel sorry for the women because so many times the women, um, their husband tells them what to say and what to do. And and that's a very difficult thing for us to deal with with respect to having um, having somebody do, having the husband who's at work telling the wife what to say about the problem when really we need to talk to the husband because it's his car. So it's okay to have your wife delivered, or it's okay to have your husband delivered, but the follow-up and the repair order where we write down the symptoms, that really needs to, we need that conversation to happen with the person that's experiencing those issues. Because um, like Don, um, and like the other guy with the uh, Mitsubishi, um, he he very specific he said, I, I go into the crank mode, to the key, to the start mode, and then I let go of the key, and that's called the on position. And at that point, it continues to crank, but then when I turn the key to the off or lock position, it quits. So that's very important to the guy that's going to work on the car. That's very important. What's most important about that scenario is, is when you turn the key off, it quits. It quits. 
So that's kind of an important thing. That kind of gives you an idea of where it might be. But I think he said it had 160,000 miles on it, and uh, it's an 07. So it's 13 years old with 160,000 miles. What's that, 10,000 miles a year? I've never been good at fast math. And so as a result of that, um, it could be. Now, the car's been around the world six times because the girth of the earth at the equator is like 25,000 miles. It's really 24,884 or something like that. But can I just round it off to to 25,000 miles? So if you figure that this car's been around the world six times, it kind of gives you a flavor of the wear and tear on a car with 160,000 miles. And of course, we already know that Fords never make it that far. So if you own a Ford, then it's it's one of those situations you don't have to worry about a lot of these high mileage things. <laughs> oh, I'll get some calls about that. I don't care. Anyway, and then it's it's important to have a a, a conversation when the shop calls you with a with an estimate. Um, my mother-in-law took her told me that her car was leaking oil. Her suburban was leaking not oil but water. So she took it into a garage that I recommended because this garage is outside the Phoenix metropolitan area. So I knew the guy, and so. He calls her and says, do you want me to give the estimate to you or Mark? And she says, no, talk to Mark. So I talked to him, and I said, okay, what's it going to cost? And he goes, well, I want to do the water pump and the radiator because they're both leaking. I want to do all the hoses and belts because I'm already there. And some of the hoses and belts are no charge because it makes no difference if I take the old one off and put a new one on. So he says, that's what it is. And I said, well, what's it going to cost? And he says, I don't know. He says, probably going to be like 1200 1250 and I knew that that was a fair price. And I said, okay. I said, but I want to change what you're saying. I'm going to tell my mother-in-law that it's not going to be less than 12 and it's not going to be more than 1350 So I'm going to open the window up for you a little bit because really and truly we don't know if we're going to do the thermostat and the housing. And, you know, he has coolant in there and all that other stuff. So we're learning from the auto repair industry that we need to give you a range because when we get in there and we need to do a thermostat and a housing, or a thermostat and a gasket and the labor with the water pump being gone and the thermostat housing being two bolts, the labor might be $35 plus. I've got it. I don't have to call you. So if you find that your garage begins to do that, it's okay. That's the direction we're moving in is, is to give you a range so that we don't have to call you back. But on the other hand, there's many of us that give you the range and we give it to you a tad high so that we're a hero on the low side. So if we tell you it's 1250 to 1200 to 1350 and then we come in at 1110, then you go, "Wow. Well, I could have marked it up that much, but I didn't." And sometimes I may, might even mark it down lower because if you're a first-time customer or you've been a long-time customer. So it's a matter of I can make us look better for $30. And people like that. And I didn't make this up myself. I'm copying it from another shop owner that told me about it. And he experienced really good responses from his customers. So we're trying it. And and to be honest with you, it's it's very good. It's very, very good. And that we're not going to let the technicians take advantage of that. So focus on what the car came in for and we'll deal with everything later. But on the other hand, if the technician says the tires really need to be rotated, come and take a look. Shop foreman says, yes, they do. We got $25, $35 in there extra to go ahead and rotate the tires. So and it works both ways. It benefits you, benefits us. But in reality, it's good for both of us. So anyways, car repair is 
always been kind of difficult. Car repair has always... There's bad guys on both sides of the front counter. There's bad guys in the car repair side, and then there's bad guys, or, and, and there's people on the on the other side of the counter that are going to have us work on their cars based on what the guy on the Internet said. And and most unfortunately for those people, we're not going to take that bait. If he was so good at diagnosing stuff over the phone, he certainly wouldn't be on the phone. Um, and if he was so good at looking into the future, he'd be at the casino. He wouldn't be taking automotive calls on the Internet. <laughs> it's It's no different than me becoming a medical doctor and get on the internet and represent myself is I can tell you what's wrong with you if you just give me a couple of symptoms. That's just silly. You know that's silly, and I know that's silly. That's just the way it is. A friend of mine not too long ago complained that he had picked up a, ba- a big a bag of, of concrete, and he had hurt himself. And um, and so he had talked to some of the mutual friends we had and other cowboys, and everybody had a different idea. He turns out that he has a hernia. Nobody said that, but he finally went to the doctor because he hurt. And the doctor says, you have a hernia. How do you know? Well, it's feel that bump right there. Well, that's this part of your body coming through, you know, this part of your your band of of whatever you got around the front of you. So, and then it's, a, I guess it's an orthoco- orthoscopic surgery where it didn't used to be. So we're going to go on this with these little fingers and we're going to fix it and then put a couple stitches in it. Well, that's anyway his, that's how it was presented to him. So working on people and working on cars is different. But here's the real difference. The people can answer your questions. The car, you have to kind of go in with a specific piece of equipment and look at the numbers. And you better know what numbers are good or what are bad. The throttle position sensor, what's it supposed to be at idle and what's it supposed to be at wide open throttle? That's what it's all about. And when you look at that, I can tell you, turn the key on. We're not going to run the engine because we're not going to hold the throttle to the floor until we get readings. So you just turn the key on. And then you look at where it's at, and it should be about one volt or less. And then you push it all the way to the floor, and you've plugged in your scanner, and it should be 5 or pretty close to 5. So 1.8 to 5, that's how an idle, uh, or that's how a throttle position sensor works. So that's part of the big process, is knowing what to do to help further you in the diagnostic process. My email's mark at marksalem.com. I'm there for you if you have to if you want to ask me a question. Um, like I said, give me a phone number. Sometimes I have some additional questions, and you can understand I field lots of emails, and sometimes that just shortcuts the situation. I had a nice lady call me not too long ago, and it took me forever to call her back, and I apologized to her earlier. I'll see you next week.